In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, wasting an entire episode talking about shows that haven't even happened yet. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, starting off District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Well, rather than talk about how I actually am, because you know that, and that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm well. Uh, uh, you know, just had a really good Easter with the fam. Um, looking forward to ten straight nights of wrestling-related content. <sighs> Intercontinental. Intercontinental champion. Anyways, also joining us from up north, <laughs> RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? I'm not ready. Yeah. It's it's daunting ready. looking at the amount of specifically the amount of WWE content we have. And I am so happy that night one is kind of the worser nights, but still kind of oh my god because I work until nine on Saturday. So either I'm calling in sick for an hour, or I'm just gonna you know hope the first hour is crapola. So. So uh, before we get into exactly what what's going to be going on, I did read a report that apparently WWE is uh, focusing really hard on trying to make sure that the two nights of WrestleMania aren't as long as they they don't want two five hour nights. They're hoping for two three hour nights. Um, okay, I can deal with that. So so it might be a little bit more bearable for that. But, uh, before we get into actually what we're talking about, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network. So make sure to head on over to tatnisco.com and check out the other shows on the network. Do yeah. it. Do it. Uh, this week, like I kind of hinted, we're going to do something a little different because this is the beginning of Hell Week in WWE, uh, where we've got Raw, then the Hall of Fame, then TakeOver Night 1, then TakeOver Night 2, then SmackDown, then WrestleMania Night 1, then WrestleMania Night 2, then Raw again, then uh, NXT for the first time ever on Tuesday. <sighs> um... We're going to kind of do this as a prediction, but not a prediction in the in this typical sense. We're not going to predict who's going to win each match because there are dozens of other podcasts that do that and talk about that and frankly probably do it better than us. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to predict what our reviews are going to say of this. Specifically, if you followed our most recent pay-per-view reviews, we ch- changed up the format a bit and we now uh, go through and we nominate matches and segments for worst and best parts of the night, right? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to predict in advance which ones we are going to choose as the worst and best matches of the night and moments of the night, right? Um, we we certainly hope that we're wrong on a lot of the worst. Um, and we would be pleasantly surprised sometimes if we were wrong on some of the best. So 
but this, I think, could be a lot of fun. Now, before we get into all of it, though, it is worth at least running down the matches that we're going to be taking place this week. Now, we're really only going to talk about the matches that are going to be on the pay-per-view level one, so the TakeOver and the WrestleMania matches. Um, and we have all of the matches for TakeOver set in, but we don't necessarily have all of the WrestleMania matches set in because they still have the go-home uh, Raw and go-home SmackDown to do where they could change things up. But as things stand... We are going to predict based on those as they stand when we record this Sunday night going into it, right? So Correct. to start off, I'm going to go over the matches on uh, TakeOver, and then I'm going to go over the matches we know so far for WrestleMania. And then we're going to go through and we're going to nominate what we think is going to be the worst and best. So, so for TakeOver, night one, we've got Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. We've got a triple threat tag team match for the vacant tag team championship that feature MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legato Del Fantasma. We've got a six-man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the NXT championship that will be defended on night two that features Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis versus LA Knight. We've got a singles match for the NXT UK Championship, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. And we've got just a, a regular match, apparently, with Kushida versus Pete Dunne. Moving on to night two, we've got Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way in a match for the Women's NXT Tag Team Championships. We've got unification match ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar we've got the match for the North American Championship with Johnny Gargano defending against whoever won the gauntlet match the night before we've got the unsanctioned match Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly which I would assume is the last match of the night. <coughs> Who knows? Um, and then we've got the Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship match. So those are the NXT cards. And frankly, looks like some pretty sweet cards. So, um, that is a fantastic card. Moving on to WrestleMania, the matches that we know of so far. Uh, reportedly for night one, We've got uh, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage. We've got... Oh, yay! New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. <coughs> We've got Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. We've got Bad Bunny versus The Miz. We've got the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Sasha Bank versus Bianca Belair. And we've got the WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. That's reportedly night one. Night two features uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan in the Daniel Bryan uh, Who's My Father custody match, I guess. <laughs> uh, we've got the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. We've got The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Big E versus Apollo for the Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental. We've got Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And then we've got the U.S. Championship, Riddle versus Sheamus. Assuming Riddle remembers his lines. Uh, even if he doesn't, it seems like Bruce and Vince like it when he forgets. Apparently. I mean, it fits the character one way or another. 
So that's that's the matches as we know as of right now. So we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this, and we're going to start off like we do on our review shows with the worst. So nominees for worst match of the week. Well, because I have a feeling that you kind of uh, showed your cards earlier and you were going to say a different match than this. Um, I'm not going to see the match that you were going to say. I also have a feeling that you guys assumed that I showed my cards earlier. Um, and I think I am going to say that, yes, I did. Uh, I, I think that Braun versus, versus Shane will be a cliche match. Like we've seen it before, and I'm gonna let you say the one that you think is gonna be worse than that. So, and the energy, I'm not saying I think the Braun versus Shane match is gonna be great by any means, but I, I think here's the deal: we've got two decent performers, arguably on Shane, two performers who've shown in the past that they can hold on, on a match, but on a decent match. The match that I'm most concerned about and think is probably going to be the worst match of the week is uh, Bad Bunny versus Miz, because only one of the people in that ring has shown that he can put on a good match. And some would even argue, and some would even argue whether they've done it. Yeah, that's cliche. He's put on good matches before. I'm just saying some would argue. I I, I guess to be... I honestly don't know how this Fiend match is going to be, though. Like, I'm leading towards uh, either the Fiend or Big E and Apollo Cruz as my two worst matches. Um, The Fiend is more so just due to the fact that um, it's not a Firefly Funhouse sort of ordeal. I'm really hating his mask. I recently just saw his mask up for a WWE shop, and it looks even worse than when it was on TV. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, probably going to have to... The, fe- the Biggie and Apollo Crews probably real. But I do respect those two as wrestlers. Uh, so I'm going to be controversial and go with The Fiend and Randy Orton. I mean, I can see where you're coming from that. There's no way in my mind that Big E versus Apollo is worst match of the week. No way. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, unless one of them breaks their fucking leg in the middle of the match. And even then, it might make it more intriguing. <laughs> Um, right. so that's two absolutely quality wrestlers who uh, both of them have future championship caliber to uh, yes so, so there's no way that I I will predict that to be and if it is if it is one of the worst matches of the night I am done with WWE just period I will say I respect the shit out of you for giving given some unique though no the the fiend versus randy orton has all the potential to be horrible it does also have the potential to be something surprising because we've seen that come out of the fiend too so yeah yeah um, it's, it, that's tough i the reason i say the one that i said shane will jump off the top of the cage um with a coast to coast um braun will uh, catch him for a power slam it won't be a spear because you can't do the spear because that's you know somebody else's um yeah foregone conclusion and really horrible storyline like you're stupid is the gist of the entirety of the storyline yep reportedly they that's what their brilliant idea came up with when they're like we need to make Braun more likable like oh we need to make him more likable more sympathetic let's just have Shane call him stupid a bunch of times <laughs> I don't know if that really does what you want it to do there so uh, I I think yeah that 
that easily could be. And that's why I just, I don't know. I think I, the I, match I, itself won't be terrible. I just, it, it, I think the buildup is so bad that it makes it tough to, tough to be excited for. I agree. I agree. I would also like to point out uh, whoever in WWE decided that now was the time to start putting a fucking train sound behind Braun Strowman <laughs> every time he does that run around the ring thing. Uh, I want to shoot you in the face. <laughs> so dumb. Whoever in WWE decided sound effects needed to come back like that. You know, oh, his name's Ricochet. Let's put a little in his fucking. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty lame. Oh, oh, uh, Braun Strowman likes to do a move and he calls it the train. Well, we'll just put a train sound there every time he does it. <laughs> Kevin Dunn, if that's you, I'm gonna fucking shoot you. Oh, in my mind. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. There you go. Would have been better. So it, it became a little less criminal. I'm a policeman. I can get away with it. Oh, Ouch. Ooh. Ooh. It just became purple. Did I just? Did I, it just went political. Holy did cow. I just, uh, did I just get controversial here? I apologize. Be with them pygmies in Africa. Amen. And then you quote Larry the Cable Guy of all things. It's the only funny thing he's ever said. <laughs> um, so we've got three potentials for it, and I think uh, I think we can all say it's very, very likely that it's going to be one of those. Three. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you get Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa, and you go, oh well, that was depressing. I I think it's very fitting that none of us said anything from that NXT. No, because we all know that none of those matches on the NXT card are going to be up for worst of the week anything. Um, they're just not. It's it's inconceivable. Inconceivable! You keep saying this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. In this case, I think it does. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. Um, so, uh, but in keeping with uh, you talking about the Braun Strowman versus Shane match being predictable and cliche, our next subject is most predictable moment. And I think that that's where that match really lays. Because like you said, it's going to feature a coast to coast from Shane, and probably off the top of the cage, because it's a cage match. It's going to feature at least one moment where Braun runs around the outside of the cage and there's a train sound. Uh, because, you know, that's what they do. They, I don't, depends on if they put the cage, if they make a larger cage open top outside of the ring. Um, I don't, I don't foresee him, in, unless of course he does it to like Jackson Riker or or Elias before the match, because yeah. once you're outside the ring, it, it might be after the match, it might be before it the be. match, but it's going to happen. We just know it. So. So for yeah. me, that's going to be the most predictable is lots of things in that match. Now, I could also say most predictable moment of the week. We're going to see Roman Reigns deliver a Superman punch to someone. We're going to see uh, Roman Reigns try to lock someone into uh, fucking whatever he calls his move. The guillotine choke. Guillotine choke, whatever. Uh, you know, there, there are things there that are going to be predictable, but absolutely most predictable in my mind, it's going to be the coast to coast from Shane from the top. Yeah. And it's going to, and it's going to be preceded by him doing the, the Catholic cross thing. I, uh, I'll go on a limb and I'll say, um, it's going to be, uh, Scarlet getting hit by Finn in some way, shape or form. It's a likely one. Only because of the storyline that's being told. Yep. 
because they've already done it once. Yep. Um, most predictable move is what we're doing here? Moment. Moment. Uh, yeah, I'll be lame and say... Did you already say Shane coming up the top? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I just was good. trying to give a different... I mean, obviously, when we're saying most predictable, you can't say that mine's the most predictable or everybody would think it was going to happen. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll I got nothing. Me. I'll uh, be lame and say the Shane thing. Yeah. I, th- I think the Shane thing fits the most predictable because yes. there's not a single person out there who's watched wrestling over the last 10 years who doesn't think Shane's going to do the coast-to-coast off the top of that cage. At the very minimum, he does a coast-to-coast. Mm-hmm. Very minimum. Um, I think the fact that it's going to come the week after they induct RVD into the Hall of Fame is probably should be criminal, but... One of a kind. Did you know there are four undefeated wrestlers in WrestleMania history? Doesn't surprise me. It's just only one of them had a streak and was named Undertaker. He's not undefeated. He wasn't anymore. He was for a long time. Currently undefeated, there's only Braun Strowman, um, RVD, uh, Paige... And AJ Lee. That's it. That's it. Theoretically, Paige. you could say The Fiend because he's different than Bray Wyatt. But Paige and RVD are going to show up at WrestleMania. That's the predictable goal. <laughs> They're going to hit a coast-to-coast on chain. Surprise of the night, AJ Lee show <laughs> That would be a surprise. That would be. Anyway. Not going to happen. But the, no, you know, no. Moving on to overhype of the week. This is going to be the moment... That's been hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, hyped up. That's gonna come away going ah. Um, All right. Again, I'm cause I... turmoil. Okay, cause some turmoil. All right, you ready? Yeah. This overhype is hands down Roman Daniel Bryan and Edge. Oh, I will not disagree with you. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that that Roman and Shane have, or uh, Shane and and Braun have an overhype, but. We've heard about Edge and Roman since uh, Royal, since, since he declared two weeks after Royal Rumble, um, and we've heard about Daniel Bryan being involved in that since Elimination Chamber when he didn't win, um, and and really we heard about it a couple weeks before when Daniel Bryan was trying to get the title so he could have a WrestleMania moment. Um, this is definitely the overhyped match of the entire week. Um, and, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think it lives up because it's been so heavily hyped. And I think the title stays on Roman, sadly. <clears throat> oh, damn. Yeah, I think, I think, frankly, this is an excuse to have, uh, Daniel Bryan take the pen so that Edge still looks good and, and, uh, Roman Reigns looks good and they can continue that feud out even longer. Um, uh, I... I agree for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, I'm Daniel Bryan's one of those guys for me. We've talked about it before where I get it. He's stupid talented in the ring, um, but he keeps getting put in these feuds that I just don't fucking care about. Right. Just don't care. Like, I would much rather see this be a match Edge versus Daniel Bryan. We have three guys in this match who in the last three years have spent more than 10 months on the shelf individually. Yep. Roman being the shortest of them. Yeah. And two of them who literally had to retire from wrestling because of injuries uh, and had to get cleared and by doctors. they Dr. were legit. I mean, Spinal yeah, Stenosis ain't no joke. 
that's why I think that that's a more enthralling storyline to me is these two guys came back from career ending injuries and one came back from life ending cancer like there's a better story to tell than what they're telling right now and again I, I think it's been overhyped and frankly I you know for me I I like Roman Reigns heel character I don't like him in this in this match I don't like him in this situation I I think a much better storyline could be told with Edge versus Daniel Bryan for who was the best to come back from career-ending injury, um, and then I put Roman Reigns against someone else. I will say the only advantage to this match is you can peel the title off of Roman and have Roman be pissed off that he didn't he didn't lose his title. Somebody else took it from him. Yeah, but let's be honest. Here, here's the real reason. It's a triple threat so that there's no disqualification so that the Usos can come in and help him. Ooh. You're saying Jimmy or Jay's back? Jimmy, well. Jimmy, Jimmy's back? Yeah. Sorry. One of them. I don't know. You're not saying, you're not saying both of them come in then. Okay. I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'm not saying it's not the, both of them. I'm just saying that that this is, this is set up perfectly for a heel victory uh, due to shenanigans, but that's that's my thing so that's where i say i agree that's the overhype i mean don't get me wrong i think you could try to say that the bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre is overhyped because you know they've been building it but i don't think that's i don't think it's been hyped too much oh yeah i think that's gonna be i think that beats the hype i think that match beats the hype um, I could, you could argue that Miz versus Bad Bunny is overhyped, but here's the deal, right? As much well, as expectations, well, there's expectation, and then as much as we want to argue about Bad Bunny coming in and all of this stuff, uh, he's led the ratings, right? He's been doing what they need him to do by bringing these pops and ratings with the celebrity, so right? Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins is not overhyped because it's barely even hyped, right? <laughs> It will be one of the best matches of the night. Technical right. speaking, it could be, yeah. Um, the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Well, that just got set last week, so that didn't work. Not overhyped. Shane Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman might be overhyped of the week. Uh, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I feel like they didn't set it up, and it still feels a little overhypey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possibly. Fiend versus Randy Orton could be overhyped of the week. Yeah, that um, could also be easy. If only because this is part 33 in their series. <laughs> oh, another Firefly Funhouse match, please. Something. Or, wait, wasn't that what theirs was called? It was a Firefly Funhouse? Or no, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a Funhouse. It was uh, it was House of Horrors match. Mm-hmm. Ooh-wee, that was a bad match. Uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Uh, whether it lives up to uh, expectations is another argument there, but I would say it definitely is not overhype of the week, considering I don't really even know what was going on, you know? Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn just got set like a week ago, so that's not overhype. Riddle versus Sheamus really just got set like a week ago, so that's not overhype. Um, on the NXT side, I mean, I guess you could argue that the Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar was really hyped up, uh, but I doubt that's going to be an overhype situation. So It's also a storyline that's a year and a half in the making, or a year in the making, and been kind of a dead story for 11 months of that year, you know? Um, uh, Walter versus Champa. Well, that really just got set, so that's not an yeah. overhype. 
You know, I mean, I just uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. That's probably the closest you get to an overhype on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still pretty far from what I would think an overhype is. Finn yeah, Balor I, versus Karrion Cross. I think that's pretty far from an overhype too. So I will say somebody will bleed, will absolutely bleed in the uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Clash. Do you bleed? Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. That's so, close. so yeah. So I think, unfortunately, we're gonna get through all of these worsts, and all of the worst ones are gonna be on main roster. Yeah. What did, did you have one JLB that you thought was gonna be a bigger overhype than that? <sighs> I mean, I feel like I feel like your only natural second response is Shane versus Braun, but maybe. I mean, that's not an overhype, though. Uh, hey, and listen, my other one was actually really good. Okay. No, I wasn't saying. No, saucer of milk, table two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, okay, you said Edge versus Orton. Uh, sorry, Edge versus Brian versus uh, Edge versus Brian versus uh, Roman. And what did you say? uh, I mostly agree. I said I don't. I don't see another one that has quite the hype factor that that one does. Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree too. There's a lot of the other matches haven't really been hyped, really. They've kind of just been made recently, and we're just kind of okay, sure, you know, cool story. Um, like you mentioned, um, Seth Rollins is hasn't really been hyped, although that's probably going to be one of the best matches of the night. Um, maybe the Apollo and Big E, they've it's been hyped to the sense that they've been doing it for like a month and a half now and i guess that's kind of considered hype even though no one's necessarily gonna care for the match um so i guess i could kind of go with that if apollo wins doesn't come out with a new belt made out of vibranium what are they even doing (laughs) (laughs) it it would put put it on a different continental title yes uh, 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 I see <laughs> so i think we're all in agreement for overhype so let's go on to worst performance of the week which performance do we think is going to be the worst now again reminder this is performance not necessarily just ring performance but overall performance. so either way i'm going with bad bunny Ooh, hard um, to argue <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm gonna say the backstage segment between RVD and Matt Riddle. Oh, you think that's gonna be worse? I think that's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be awesome. I do. I think it's also gonna be that bad. It's gonna be so bad it's good. I, I want to predict a segment that does not exist, and I think it'll be it'll be hilariously wonderfully bad. Oh my god, I just want this to be a segment now. Please, WWE, if you're randomly listening to it. There's no way this is not a segment. The guy who was let go for smoking pot versus the guy whose character is I smoke pot. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like you can't miss with that one. I feel like you you have a hard time missing with that one, which is why I think it's going to be good. So I think it's Bad Bunny. I think... Yeah, hey, I don't... man, I'm just trying to give you something different. 
I don't see anything on on the NXT that I could say could be worst performance. Like, I don't know. I mean, I... Okay, I'll give you I'm, worst performance. I, different worst performance of the night. You ready? Okay. Sam Reynolds on the commentary desk, not on the podcast. Shay, Shay. I cannot stand him on the commentary desk. I love his podcast. I love his prediction show. I love everything he does, except for the commentary desk. I I would say if we're counting uh, pre-show commentary, uh, fucking Rosenthal. <laughs> oh, Rosenthal. You know who it won't be? Me and Charlie Caruso. Sure won't. Uh, Going to work for ESPN. I mean, more power to her, I guess, you know, but... She's done well enough that she got herself a spot. I wonder who's going to host the pre-show. Hey, Kayla! <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. So I gave you two segments that one I think is, is going to be... I, I, I don't know why, but Sam on commentary, on the, on the pre-show commentary desk, just fucking pisses me off and the rest of the time he's exceptional but you put a suit on him and you put him on a commentary desk where he has to play nice and, and maybe that's it maybe it's when he has to play nice that you're just like god you suck suck you suck you i i mean if we're opening up to that it's fucking rosenthal all day <laughs> uh, worst performance of any pay-per-view for opening up to that but no, like NXT, like I'm not a fan of Bronson Reed, so I could easily say he's going to be the worst performance of that night. But there's no way is that even on his worst day is he going to be as bad as Bad Bunny as, as Bad Bunny or some of the other shit we see on main roster WrestleMania. I, for the life of me, I do not understand how this is an attack team bet. I don't either. Yeah, fucking Damian Priest right there. Who's not going to do anything? On the pay-per-view, aside, yeah. like, on standing Bad Bunny's corner. Like, so Damian Priest levels levels John Morrison and helps Bad Bunny cheat to win? Like, this needs to be a tag. I'll also point out that we don't have a single member of Retribution on the pay-per-view right now. I uh, mean... Despite them being a major storyline, they're breaking up. Sounds like WWE is the one who got retribution. And uh, aside from Lashley and I guess MVP, because I'm sure he'll come out with Bobby Lashley, we don't have the rest of the former Hurt business right now on pay-per-view. Oh, they'll be involved. Possibly. Can't rule it out. There's wrestling. The only thing certain about WWE is nothing's for certain. Well, I mean, chance coast to coast is pretty for certain. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. I mean, it was, that was a three-way vote for who's going to do a coast-to-coast. You are correct, sir. But so, yeah, I just don't don't see anything on the NXT that I think is even potentially on the worst performance of the week, right? No. I mean, Indy Hartwell could come out and literally take a shit in the middle of the ring, and you've got <laughs> Candice LeRae, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Moon in that match to, you know, wrestle around it and make it into a killer match well and i think that's the that's the one win for bad bunny is that with the exception of maybe dolph ziggler um work rate work rate guys who can carry a non-wrestler in wwe it's dolph and miz they can take they can create enough heat on themselves 
and and they're good enough in the ring to carry a non-wrestler. The problem I would I would include somebody like Daniel Bryan who's as good of work rate as those guys, but the problem is he can't create he can't gener- generate enough heat on himself that a bad bunny slap makes you go, okay, well that's obviously how he won by just slapping him and knocking him out. You know, like I don't know of anybody else who can create enough heat to make that work rate work. Um, that was an actual punch, not a slap. Thank you very much. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that Bad Bunny has going for him there. Um, I just wanted to throw out other other ideas. We are gonna move on to what we think is going to be the worst moment of the week. <laughs> Um, I would say introducing the lights out aspect to the uh, Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly match because they won't have it be after um, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Yeah, if they that don't moment, have that as the last match of the night uh, and set it up, I mean that's that moment can, lands on Kevin Dunn, but that's that's the fault. That you can say whatever you want to about AEW, uh, whether you like it or not, but that choice that they decided to make with the lights out matches putting them as after the main event this is not sanctioned by us whatsoever um that was the show's over you guys can have your match Mm -hmm. Um, that was brilliant that's the way to do it if you don't do it that way now you're in wrong and the piece to that 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 they should have seen is that that could be on Wednesday. You put that one on Wednesday, you put both the championship matches on Thursday, so you put um, uh, uh, EO and uh, Big Mommy Cool um, on Thursday, and you're fine. Yeah. So yeah, that that's like, I don't know, I think that that could be the, the worst moment if they do it that way. Um, that, and if I've they seen moments. It's going to be Bad Bunny versus The Miz. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it an individual moment. This is a in this moment you're going. Ugh, we just watched that incredible match, and really putting it after Finn Balor, not having it on a separate night from from that match is 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 a bad moment. Um, the only other piece that they can do is ha- is open on Thursday with it. If you if you put it at the very beginning of the show, this is unsanctioned. You guys are fighting before we even start the show. That's probably also acceptable. I'll be more specific. It's not going to be the match that's the worst moment. It's going to be them raising I'm... Bad Bunny's hand at the end. That's, gonna be... <laughs> that's also very predictable. That that could be the uh, the predictable moment of the night. Every time there's a celebrity, that celebrity wins. But so we're going to move on now, finally, to the best moment. We lose JLB? Does he not get an opinion here? No, apparently I don't. It's fine. I thought you had given your opinion because you were so quiet. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, What's your worst moment of the night? And why is it Bad Bunny? (laughs) Uh, I mean, look, Bad Bunny makes sense. Uh, I'm I'm really not down on this fiend, though. I feel like they're going to disappoint us with the fiend. So I'm thinking it's going to be The Fiend do something really stupid. I don't know what. Um, I know I make a lot of stupid comments, but my brain cannot divulge the amount of stupidity that this match is going to be. I don't know what it is. I know last year's WrestleMania was completely different, but the way that they're going with Fiend now is just uh, making me lose faith in this entire match. I mean, from the black gunk to the stupid lights falling randomly 
to the fireballs fireballs from nowhere to the burnt mask and burnt uniforms which i guess you know while he got burnt he randomly changed clothes and is has a d'lo brown vest on now um <laughs> and, uh, i don't know yeah, i've never funny. I've, I've never been burnt before. Uh, I didn't realize that, you know, the fire can alter your attire. So, um, yeah. I Steve start bobbing his head, D'Lo Brown style. Hey, if they did that, it certainly wouldn't be the worst moment. <laughs> I, I, the most, that's probably what can save this from happening. You better recognize it's the fiends. Let me in. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll switch it up and go with that. As much as Bad Bunny is going to be Bad Bunny, um, you know, it's 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 a celebrity. You can't give a. It's always a given when you give it to a celebrity. Uh, I'm gonna give this to the lack of build. Not the lack of build. They've certainly built this up way too much. Um, but it's just gonna be an ultimate disappointment. So the fiend doing something stupid. With a you know, I think the the I think what WWE missed here. And last year at this time, JLB, you said something about the fiend. You, you did not enjoy the fiend versus Cena. You you uh, you said that that was not a great cinematic match at the time. I know that time has gone on, and you probably have changed that a little bit. I I, I also know that you're one to kind of dig in a little bit on some of this stuff, and so I would assume that you're not completely on with the fiend uh, and and cinematic okay. matches. Fine. Do keep in mind, when we did that review, I did not watch that match yet, I don't believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Or I just finished it, and I needed a moment to kind of wrap my head around everything. Certainly watching it at the time, it was weird, but then I completely did understand it. I did not mind it at all. I thought it was very creative. And you'd have been really young when John Cena started. Um, Calm down. Not that young. He started in 2002. I would have been... Like fifteen. Okay, that's still just young. a baby. Anyway, the the reason I bring that up is I think I think what WWE is missing an opportunity for with the Fiend here, the Fiend's WrestleMania matches could very easily be that cinematic match different for every single time they do a character. It seems like the Fiend is going to have a WrestleMania match against a future Hall of Famer every time. Why not have it be this time Randy Orton has a Firefly Funhouse match against Bray Wyatt um, transitioning to against The Fiend at the end. He's had battles with The Fiend, and I understand that this is a little bit deeper than John John Cena. But there's a lot of faces of of Randy Orton you could do through through this, just like they did the fit the multiple faces of uh, of John Cena. Next year you could do um, Daniel Bryan. The next year you could do any two of the three, either of the two of the three S.H.I.E.L.D. members. Um, if you can get that sequence building, you can have seven to eight years of that. You know it's going to happen with The Fiend. You don't know what you're going to watch and go, oh my god, this is such an effed up match. And yet still really, really good. <coughs> because you get this is your life in the most effed up manner you can possibly get this is your life. I think that's what they could have done with Randy Orton and set that standard as every year at WrestleMania, the Fiend is going to face somebody under a this is your life type setup. Um, You could do the Undertaker's final cinematic match that way. 
um, because the Undertaker Fiend is the one who lost to the Undertaker between Braun or Brock Lesnar and uh, and uh, Roman. You know where Bray is. Um, so you open those windows for that. Um, and I think that would make for you could have hell. You could have this is your life, Goldberg from the Fiend. You took the title off of me. They've only had one match, but. Goldberg's had a long career, um, including a really bad match with The Undertaker that The Fiend could mock in that in that uh, Firefly Funhouse match. I think they missed a window there. I, I would agree with you, and this, this will probably not be very good because of it. Well, I mean, I guess they could still kind of do it, and they could really honestly announce the Firefly Funhouse uh, at any point, or maybe change up the name because now he's like pure fiend and he's no longer what this face you know uh but you don't want you to, this is a way to bring back bray again we've all said it bray was the bray was the entertaining part about fiend fiend is the boring part of bray it's the predictable part it's the indestructible part you know right i don't know that's just my thoughts no, but they can still technically do that. And look, I, I wouldn't mind if they would have done that way, or I guess they could still do it. But I also, at the same time, think we would be saying maybe, you know, we saw it once, so it was cool. We see it again. Uh, you know, we might be saying, oh, uh, I'm kind of tired of it. Um, you know, third time. As long as it's not identical, I think you're okay. Mm. But anytime they roast somebody, the the... If, if you do a Comedy Central roast, a, a Friars Club roast, and it sounds the same as the last three of them, you do a, a, a Dave Coulier, John Stamos, and Bob Saget in a row, Bob Saget's going to be your saving grace because Dave, Dave Coulier and John Stamos were clean-cut, um, kind of okay comedian. Thank God Bob Saget has a filthy career. You know, that's like the only way that you save that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you know... In, in kind of line with what you were saying about how to, uh, you know, um, turn it into a reoccurring thing, and I was trying to, I was trying to find uh, this post. A post on one of the wrestling forums that I'm on was like, uh, "Is this even a WrestleMania? No, no Cena, no Taker, no Lesnar, no Triple H." And I'm like, "Okay, well, first of all, there were WrestleManias for years before any of those people." And there will continue to be WrestleManias long after them, right? Uh, it's it's hard to remember, uh, but there was a point when uh, people were like, "No Hulk Hogan, is this even a WrestleMania?" Um, yeah, Wrestle- I mean, we got Brett versus Shawn. Yeah. Oh, Re- two little skinny guys. All right. Yeah, WrestleMania is going to exist for a long time. However, that does bring up a point. We did for a long time have some reoccurrences. At WrestleManias, we had Undertaker's streak at WrestleManias. Tataka, we had Cena's streak of WrestleMania appearance. You know, all of that stuff, and and we don't have that right now. This would be a chance for them to build up something that becomes the WrestleMania focus, the WrestleMania match. And what an what an honor to be the person who has to be the guy who gets roasted. Who, who has to put on a roast match, basically. That's what that was. It was a roast of John Cena. The right. only reason that I don't think they're going to do it and don't think they're going to think about doing it ever, like, full-time uh, is because this WrestleMania marks their first time back with fans in attendance. Yeah. Uh, snap, it's true. 
and they're not going to waste fans on a pre-taped match if they can help it. I, I think it's I think it's an injustice to to the quality of match of cinematic match that that was. Um, if you if you can convince somebody to roast themselves in a match um, with something like that, I think that. I wish I'd have, I wish we'd have said it sooner since we know Vince listens to all of our bad ideas and maybe Vince would have listened to the good idea. He doesn't listen to our good ideas. <laughs> Cause I think that would have been gold. I I really think the fans go, Oh, I think there's a segment of fans that go, Oh, well it's just John Cena's match again. But I think I think if you if you can set up the roast on a regular basis where somebody roasts themselves at WrestleMania in a match with Bray Wyatt, I think you get gold. I, I really do. I think it becomes the Undertaker streak. I think it becomes um, Hulk Hogan slamming Andre. Um, I think it becomes you know uh, uh, Ric Flair um, beating Ricky Steamboat like level good. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think I think you're still hitting on kind of what I was saying. At least a, a, a point is that. WWE has reached a point where they have to they have to start considering what can we add to WrestleMania to make a new WrestleMania tradition because all of our previous WrestleMania traditions are gone now. Yeah. Um, and it would have been this would have been the year to do the Undertaker one, but next year would also be a good one because he's going to be inducted next year. So you could do Undertaker versus Bray in a Firefly Funhouse match and and again, this is your life, Undertaker. You know, um, we all know he's had seven different faces, and you can easily say you wouldn't let me have the win, but you let these two douchebags have the win, which sets up a feud for a title with Roman later on. You know, obviously he wouldn't say douchebags because he's a children's show host. But yeah, it's other fun. <laughs> but that's just I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that could easily be worst moment of the night. I, I, I agree with you. It could be. Um, I think I think Smarks is right. It's probably going to be bad money. Um, oh, that just hurt you saying it, didn't it? It did, because um, Sam Riddle sucks on commentary still. <laughs> I'm not denying that. He's so good on podcasts, man. It ruins my dream. Wait, I'm bad on podcasts. Maybe I'd be good on commentary. Well, he here's probably the biggest thing. On his podcast, he doesn't um, have to make. Doesn't even K-Fame. deny that you're bad at podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, I've listened to our botch alongs. I cannot keep my stomach straight. Are you kidding me? But no, here, uh, here's the deal with with Roberts is on podcasts he doesn't have to pretend to keep kayfabe alive. That's true. But when he comes onto that pre-show table, he's got to put aside his knowledge of what's probably going to happen and pretend so when they ask who do you think is going to win this match he can't say well storyline wise i would have this person yeah he can't he can't be like oh bad buddy's gonna win he's a celebrity he's gonna be like well miz is obviously the wrestler and bad buddy's not you know he'll say something along the lines of damian priest will get involved and that's the only reason bad buddy will win I don't know. Sam Roberts. I keep calling him Reynolds. I don't know why. Sam Roberts. It's okay. At least he's not fucking Rosenthal. <laughs> Jesus. I, I can't believe you hate Rosenthal so much. I've never known about this till tonight. I hate him so much. I, I, he doesn't bring anything to the table for me. Nothing. He doesn't even Are you have saying like JBL a brings more to the table than Rosenthal does for you? JBL at least brings history in the ring. And fucking douchebag. Wow. Yeah, that's true. 
We will go right. ahead and move on now to the best. The best of the best of the best. Oh, you're best not going to the worst match of the night? Um, We did that first one. That was the very first one. Worst match of the week. Oh, okay. All right. We did that. You know, memory is the second thing to go. I can't remember the first. Yes. I set them up. You knock them out of the park. That's the way it goes. So best moment. Best moment of the week. Is, do you have one for surprise of the week? Um, not really. I mean, I've got breakout star of the week where it's who do we think is going to be the most surprising, but that's not necessarily surprise. So that okay. could fall under best moment. If... I, I, I do want to throw one more for worst moment as a potential. Worst moment is the end of the um, Roman Edge and Daniel Bryan match when it ends in a no contest because suplex city shows back up well oh jesus really i'm gonna make a prediction but but i i would like to point out since it's a triple threat uh suplex city would not end in a no contest yeah so hell in the cell is not supposed to end in a referee ah touche touche oh wow so and you know it also isn't it's supposed to end in a no contest and that happened because of suplex city sorry I'm going to go ahead and say Suplex City shows up is one one of the things. Now, best moment of the week, um, I think there's going to be uh, another surprise star that shows up. And I think um, I, I, I think the best moment is going to be Rhea Ripley winning and Charlotte coming out and immediately challenging her. I don't know if I'd put that as best moment. Rhea Ripley winning might be best moment, but I, I don't yeah. think... I, it was just I wanted to sneak in the other the other uh, the other uh, prediction. It it is worth pointing out that right now we don't have Charlotte Flair on the card at all. So yep. Um, but Rhea Ripley winning I think is the best moment of the week. Even though I hate the fact that they didn't build it up, I am a huge Rhea Ripley fan, and I think that elevates that division so much because it's not the four horsewomen and, and Oscar. I think um, four horsewomen of Oscar Apocalypse. Best moment of the week for me is so tough because now I'm looking at the NXT roster. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily say Karrion Cross regaining his title and you would not be wrong. I would love to see Tommaso Ciampa beat Walt Walter, but um, I'm also excited for Walter to beat Tommaso Ciampa, so either one of those is fine by me. Um, Gargano losing fits in that category for me. Um, Gargano is my Daniel Bryan of NXT. Yep, apparently. <laughs> that that one's a tough one because you, you you look at the gauntlet eliminator the night before right and there's a solid three or four people that i could see winning that and okay. going on to face gargano like it's not as predictable as you think right like yep. here's the contenders in the gauntlet six man gauntlet leon ruff who i don't think is gonna win it no nope. um isaiah swerve scott theoretically also not gonna win, win it, it. Doubt it, but no. I couldn't. They've been they've been pretty high on him, uh, showing off his athleticism. But Bronson Reed, they've been really pushing hard. Cameron Grimes has been on the upward thing. Dexter Loomis is in the midst of a storyline with Johnny Gargano, so I think he's the most likely overall. But then LA Knight in what it, what's it's going to be a second match in NXT. Yep. Uh, 
that's the perfect spot there for them to throw the win at LA night and then have him immediately go in to a match with Johnny Gargano the next night and potentially win the NXT North American Championship right off the bat to shotgun him straight to the top. You know? I think three feuds are set up there, actually, is what happens. Or a continuation of one and two other feuds are set up. Um, I think LA, LA Knight versus Bronson Creed becomes a feud after this, and I think Leon Ruff versus um, Swerve becomes a feud in the in the uh, 205 Live division, but I think it gives them exposure to go back to 205 Live. I think that 205 Live match is going to be fire, though. That ladder match. Wow, the NXT Championship match? Yeah. yeah. And That's I think Jordan Devlin loses his title. See, I'm on the opposite on that. I think Santos Escobar loses because I, I think Santos Escobar is, is really just being set up for a run at the NXT champion. Really? And I think I, he, he oh was God, a placeholder. Oh. I think he was a placeholder while Jordan Devlin couldn't travel anymore. Um, and their real plans for him is for him to be in the main event and to be and Delgado um, plays into him winning a ladder match. That's why I say that. But I like what you're saying. I love. I mean, dude is unknown in the in the states and is one of the best heels in in NXT right now. So I'm okay with it. I'm I'm ninety percent certain that that's the way. Kyle O'Reilly getting his hand raised. That could be best moment. Could theoretically be best moment. Um, I don't I don't know who wins that, but the reunification uh, of uh, Undisputed Era will not happen. Will not happen. No. <laughs> uh, best best moment will be. Pete Dunn trying to do an armbar on the top rope and Kushida flipping through and flipping into his own armbar on the way down and then Pete Dunn rolling out and doing the finger snap thing. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be a fire match, too. It's just a shame that there's, like, no stakes to it, right? No. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some absolutely jaw-dropping moments in the MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legado del Fantasma match. Absolutely. There's going to be jaw-dropping, but I can't predict it, right? Um, oh, there will be there will be a um, uh, over-the-top rope uh, suicide dive, over-the-top rope, and even actually over the ring post. That will happen. MSK will do that again. <laughs> and that will make you go, holy crap, again. Now, I mean, MSK is going to do their their uh, moonsault shove splash um, again. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to do that, and that always is. But I wonder that's moment of the night. Uh, moment of the night, Raquel Gonzalez getting her arm raised over Io Shirai. Maybe. It, that's, it's time for that, just because Io's had it forever. Well, and, and again, you've got to build someone. And the build here is building Raquel Gonzalez to lead up to the the jealousy between her and Dakota Kai. Yep. Because uh, she's the peon and, and she's Dakota's protege, but protege's never, but the Masters never held the title. Yeah, you're not supposed to win. You're supposed to help me win. Um, uh, of course, it's important to note that we're talking about match of the week, or moment of the week, I should say. And not many of us are talking about uh, WrestleMania moments at the moment. <laughs> That's that's kind of fitting. Um, Again, uh, I had, the, the closest I had was Rhea Ripley elevating the women's division in WWE one more time, making Rhea Ripley the catalyst for best women's division in wrestling, no matter where she's at. Ooh, I think uh, 
I think, yo, you mentioned it as worst, a potential worst moment when Suplex City shows up. I'm just still, I'm not certain Suplex City shows up and goes after Roman Reigns' title. If you think it could be after Bobby and... and I, uh... I, I think if you're Vince McMahon and you have a chance to bring back Brock Lesnar, the MMA star, and put MMA him against Bobby Lashley, the former MMA star, who actually has a better record in MMA... Although not UFC. Well, the other piece to that is one of those is the guy that beat him for the title. Mm-hmm. So you guys a big fat no contest in the middle of that too. <laughs> so, so that's where if that, but I, that's still a moment of the, I don't know. He's a, yeah, that's not gonna be a best moment. Him showing back up won't be the best moment. Honestly, I feel like I'd be kind of excited for it though. I, I've said it before. Brock Lesnar coming in and throwing people around is always fun to watch. What's not fun to watch is him doing it once every six months and then the title not being on Raw uh, yeah. or SmackDown. Um, the downside to Brock coming back is Heyman's already with somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's why I had him go to that match, just because then Heyman can turn on Roman. Which could happen. I think that's too soon, but it could happen. Mo- moment of the the week when almost does something that a guy his size shouldn't be allowed to do. I don't know what, but he's gonna do some something fucking crazy like a moon salt off the top rope or something. <laughs> when almost puts his foot on the on the ropes to prevent a pin from the middle of the ring. <laughs> puts his foot on the ropes from the other side of the ring. <laughs> He's so enormous. Holy we cow. can't pin him. There's no place in the ring that he can't <laughs> cause a rope break. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, there's going to be something crazy in that ladder match. So I, I would say most likely the ladder match is going to have the moment of the week. I just don't know what it's going to be. I What's do find match? it interesting. Which ladder, the ladder match? matches is Jordan Devlin versus uh, Santos Santos Escobar, for the NXT so two five five champion. Oh, technically, stop. the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I do have to correct you on that. Sorry. Anyway, moving forward off of that, I I do find that very very interesting that those are both guys who are not known for being high flyers in in the cruiserweight division. They're both capable of being high flyers, but that is not their style. Fun fact: when watching Jordan Devlin. You know who Jordan Devlin was trained by? I'm sure you're gonna say Lance Storm because you oh, no Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. And once you know that, it's hard to watch and not see it. And not see it. You suddenly know that, and you watch it, and you like he's like a mini Finn Balor. <laughs> yep. And I will call him Mini Me. But both of those guys are impact-based. Um, Escobar's more um, um, almost strong style. We have no Shinsuke. At the moment, we do not. That's crazy. Shinsuke versus Murphy. Uh, I, I think he might be in the uh, Battle Royale there that's happening. Oh, now. that's my worst moment. I'm going to back it up. Worst moment in the Battle I, Royale. I can't a WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the tough thing is, technically speaking, it's not in WrestleMania. It's in SmackDown. That's, oh, it's on SmackDown, huh? Yeah, that that's where the report comes that they're wanting to keep WrestleMania short. 
that's part of why they moved that match to SmackDown is because uh, putting it on the actual WrestleMania would add a lot of time to WrestleMania. It's, you know, or even on the pre-show. Yeah, even on the pre-show. Because if it's on the pre-show, then something from the pre-show has to be moved to the main show, most likely. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So we get off on a technicality that the Battle Royal is not on technically on the pay-per-view. It will be a strong man of some type that wins that. Either a large man or a strong man. Please. What do they win? Back. What? They, what do they win? They just win the stupid Andre the Giant the trophy. trophy? Yeah. Okay. They just win a trophy and get to say, I won, and then never be fucking featured again because. And they don't really even carry it around with them. Nope, they sure don't. I think um, Corbin did it best with that, technically. But even then, it wasn't anything crazy. I think Cesaro did it best with that. Yeah. And then they buried his career again. Yep. It was almost like this was a test. You shouldn't have won this champion. Oh, WWE. Why must the you fan Best yeah. moment, the fan count of the number of times Cesaro does the Cesaro swing to Seth Rollins. You mean the piped-in count? It might be. Uh, there, there are actually fans there, so there might actually. That might, to be perfectly honest, might be the best moment of the week. Actual fans in attendance at a WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Yep. Especially considering the 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 responsible steps that have to be taken to be in attendance. I appreciate that a lot. So. There have been six previous Andre the Giant Battle Royals. Can you name more than three winners? Um, I can name three. I don't even think I can name three. I'm gonna say Corbin, uh, Braun, and Sheamus. I'm gonna. I, I can name four because I think Braun has won it. I think. Go ahead, name so, your four. Cesaro, Corbin, um. Braun. There's one more I had. Gosh dang it. Bad Big Show? You are correct with all four of those. Uh, JLB was wrong. Uh, Sheamus has not won. No? Okay. For some reason I thought of the Sheamus thing. I don't know. <laughs> God, I'm trying to remember the other two. Um, they they were all big guys. I do remember they were guys known for their strength. Or widely considered big guys, I guess, in some way, shape, or form. Well, I will fight you on that for one of them, but Who are the other two? I can't. So, first one was Cesaro. Yeah, I knew that. Fits in your thing. Second one was Big Show. Fits in your thing. Third one, Baron Corbin. Eh, arguably fits in. He's Because he's tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fourth one, this is the one neither you can remember, Mojo Rao. Ooh, <laughs> but is known for strength. So Here's the one I fight you on, though. No, number six, by the way, was Braun Strowman back in 2019. Uh, they did not have one in 2020. Uh, because of COVID, yeah. Because of COVID, right? But in 2018, Matt Hardy. Really? I I must concede I was incorrect. <laughs> Indeed. Not known for his strength or strong move. Or, or, or size. Or size, yeah. I mean, in comparison with Jeff, he's the big guy. He's the bigger of the two, correct? <laughs> anyway, I don't even remember it. Holy cow! Okay. Um, moving on to breakout star of the week. Who do you think is going to be the name that we talk about come next week? As holy cow, I didn't think he had it in him. And for me, I think it's fairly easy for me to say I think it's going to be Jordan Devlin because while yes, he's the cruiserweight champion, we haven't seen him in. A 
better, well, more than a year, really. In, in non-205 Live branded uh, cruiserweight action. Well, but he hasn't been in the United States since start of COVID, right? Um, so, so you see. You can see him on NXT UK, but let's be honest, most of the Americans don't watch NXT. I'm going to say domestically, because you qualified Jordan Devlin under that. I'm going to say domestically, it's Valter. I think some people see see Valter and go, holy shit. I mean, I get it. I just, I think we've seen a fair amount of him over the past year that that's why I think Jordan Devlin's going to be the one that people talk about after this and they're like wow he's better than we thought he was because here's the deal he last wrestled here shortly after winning that uh, championship Uh, and then headed back overseas and then COVID hit and we haven't really seen him yeah I understand what you're saying I just think you're wrong. I think more people will be surprised about Walter. Yeah, I still think a lot of people will still be surprised about Walter, though. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. I I would say, now, if there's going to be a breakout star of WWE, um, I think your best shot for a breakout there is Cesaro. I think Cesaro actually gets a win over Seth Wallen, Rollins. You said Wallens. Seth Wallens. Last time, Seth Jordan Devlin uh, was on NXT America was February 19th of 2020. Until he came back and he did wrestle a match last week <coughs> against Kushida. Wow. How was that? Match? Yeah. Uh, fire. Yeah? I mean, it could not be. Right. That's why I was like, oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with Walter overall. I just think we've seen a lot of Walter that we haven't seen of Jordan Devlin here. Because he's made reoccurring appearances on NXT for the last year. So for the most part, people kind of know what to expect out of him. He comes on, he's going to do some big chops. He's going to look really painful. But I think Cesaro could be. I just... I have a hard I don't time. Think he's a breakout star because everybody knows he's great, except That's for Vince. My my I, thoughts are Vince maybe starts to recognize it. Hopefully, uh, we can hope, but I doubt it. That but that was gonna be my argument. I don't think he qualifies as breakout performance of the or breakout star of the week because everyone fucking knows how good he is, except for the people that matter. Um, yeah, I mean, even the women's matches, we all know uh, Bianca. Bianca could fall in that category. She puts out a fire match with with Sasha. Yeah. I mean, technically, Rhea Ripley could fall in that category with main roster fans. Anyone yeah. who's watched NXT, she wouldn't be a breakout star because we know what she can do. But there's a fair amount of WrestleMania fans who haven't watched NXT who don't watch. I mean, I, as I said before, I think Rhea is is the key to best women's division in wrestling right now. Um, I think if she went to AEW, AEW would instantaneously go to best women's division in wrestling. And they made leaps and bounds toward it with their no-looking-hard match. I think Rhea Ripley's really good, but I think that's pure hyperbole there. I don't think she can elevate an entire division by herself. I think you're wrong. I, 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 I say prove it, Rhea. Finish what you're doing in WWE. Go to AEW and prove me right. Yeah, seriously, do it. You won't. Yeah, we got a year and a half to make WWE better than NXT. I, uh, Boy, after I say that, I remember there's writers. Yeah. 
But I mean, here's the deal. Like main roster WWE has Sasha Banks, who arguably is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, you know, you've got Asuka, arguably one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Um, there, there's a lot of stars already. Uh, Charlotte, of course, who arguably one of the best female wrestlers on the world. <clears throat> it's hard to say that Rhea Ripley by herself elevates that more than any one of them. I'm not saying she's not fucking phenomenal because she is. I'm just saying that it's already on a high bar and that her think, coming doesn't instantly move it that much higher. I think it moves it to better than NXT, so long as the writers don't fuck it up. See, and and I argue that NXT, and again, not saying that Rhea Ripley's bad, I would say that NXT was a cumulative thing in itself. They have Io Shirai, they have Candice LeRae, they have uh, Dakota Kai, they had Tegan Knox. These are some phenomenal fucking wrestlers in the but NXT. That, that division was just as good with Asuka, Kyrie Sane, um, Shayna Baszler, all that stuff. We're gonna find out if it's a writer issue or if it's a wrestler issue. But that, but I think you just backed up my point. That division was already the best women's division in professional wrestling before Rhea Ripley. It continued during Rhea Ripley. And I would argue it's probably still going to be the best overall women's division in professional wrestling after Rhea Ripley. I would argue it stayed the best overall while Rhea Ripley was in limbo. I would argue that Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler versus everybody but Nia makes that that division so much better um i would say the only women's wrestler who could come come back to wwe and make a bigger long-term impact would be the irish last kicker becky lynch i i think if you're talking impact right the bella twins coming back would have a huge impact i don't think it's in the way we want it to go though but another thing you stop yeah i just we're changing subjects now no, I just, I, I, again, I want to say this and be clear. I really, really like Rhea Ripley, but I think Rhea Ripley, as good as she is, she was also in a division that was also already very, very good. Fair and um, if you've got four Michael Jordans uh, on the, <laughs> on the court, you're going to be the best team out there because you've got four Michael Jordans. The the problem and is because I think EO being the champion as long as she has is proof they don't have four Michael Jordans. I would say her being the champion proves that she's one of those Michael Jordan. Um fair enough. And uh and my my argument then is if you have four Michael Jordans and you lose one Michael Jordan, you're still probably the best team in the league because you still have three Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, look how LeBron won championships. It was always being surrounded by other people who were also considered exceptional. So uh, I, I'll give you that. And so I, I think overall the NXT women's division has been so stacked for so long that as good as Rhea Ripley is, she she was a flicker on the the overall thing. She raised it from a 9.8 to a 9.9. And yes, that means that she is a 10, but <laughs> as good as it was... I'll give you that. She's definitely a 10. Her leaving, it's still a 9.8. She's, and, she's, a, she's a 
12. Uh, yeah, she's like she not talking about her wrestling anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, sorry, sorry. I feel like the topic has changed there. There's <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, let's move on now, to the next thing. So now, the next, the next category is uh, kind of similar to Breakout Star of the Week, except it's Best Performance of the Week, which means both in-ring and out-of-the-ring overall performance. And this is where I could say I could 100% buy into Rhea Ripley being best performance because, I again, I don't think she's going to be the breakout star because I think enough people know about her. But I do think she might have the best overall performance, if only because she's set up in a match with another Michael Jordan in Asuka. Um, that's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great one way or another. Um, I don't know if that's my overall pick for it, but it, it definitely would be a contender for best performance of the week. Um, I think I think the Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross is going to be an argument for for great performance, best performance of the week overall. But I don't know. I, I think I think there's a lot of potential best performance. I think Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. that's where I was going. I think you knew that. That's why you said that. Um, I think uh, I think they sell Karrion Cross's inability to control his emotions so very, very well that that's the sell on both behalves makes Finn Balor the best performance of the week because he gets to be the benefactor of that performance. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give you a w, I'm gonna give you a, a WrestleMania one, but uh, for NXT, I'm honestly liking that Abushi um, against D- Dunn. I'm yeah, thinking that's gonna be a fun. Match. Ibushi's sorry. New Japan. I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that would be a good match though, but uh... <laughs> done. Kushida versus Dunn, excuse me. Um, I, I think Kushida is better served with another high flyer. But I feel like he can do all oh, problems. I, so. I feel like they can do a great match. I'm just saying, I think I think because we've seen Kushida versus Gargano in mm. less than three months ago. Yeah. I think I, uh, I think myself and anybody else who saw Kushida versus Gargano will go, okay, well, that was good, but... Not Koshido versus Gargano. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have some tough shoes to fill. That's uh, certainly right. <sighs> Honestly, I, I'm hoping Cesaro really p- pulls one out of the park here and gets the best performance of the night. I, the problem is if you had face, if you had face uh, Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins can do everything that he can do. I think this would be the match of the night, everything. But because it's heel Seth Rollins, he's not as not not necessarily bad in the thing, but he's not as like agile, I guess, when he was when he's face. But I'm I'm really hoping this goes to Cesaro. It might be just a self selfish pick out of that, but man, it's so disappointing how this guy just hasn't been top level tier maybe not necessarily world title although i think he could they change up his character a bit they can do something with him but yeah i'm i'm hoping it's, this is going to cesaro maybe he needs that's... to start forgetting his lines mm. man that's also pigeon that's also pigeon holding um uh, uh bro <laughs> riddle that's also uh, pigeon holding riddle into not showing showcasing his talent and being nothing but a joke so it's just so sad. Oh, 
I don't know. Are, are we supposed to get like? I don't know. I I, I don't. But I, I I hope Cesaro just opens Vince's eyes and realizes and just pulls one crazy good match with Seth Rollins because both superstars could definitely pull a good match out of each other and uh, should be a good time. So I'm I'm gonna give it to Cesaro. So this is moment of the week. What is this again? Performance of the week. Performance. Yeah, I'm still saying Finn Balor is the benefactor. Notice none of us said uh, Bad Bunny versus Miz. <laughs> hey, man, if this guy randomly comes and pulls a Pat McAfee on us, uh, then, whoa, then, you know. Um, I'm worried he's going to pull a David Arquette on us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ooh, I, I really feel like we should we should do surprise of the week. Um, That, that could follow up here in a bit, so we'll... we'll talk about that next one though is under hype of the week this is going to be the dark horse match that doesn't get a lot of talk about right now but afterwards we're all going to be saying this fucking match Uh, not necessarily going to be the best match i'm just saying this is the one that that no one's talking about right now and uh we might and you could argue that cesaro versus seth rollins could be the under hype of the week because it's had very little build and it's two phenomenally talented people i i feel like there's several options here um everything from the ladder match to walter champa to cesaro um rollins to um shoot the 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 women's tag match to um women's nxt match to um uh, sadly, I hate to say this, but I think Bianca Belair versus Sasha has been underhyped for what it probably will be. Um, but the one that stands out to me, because partially because I know somebody somebody's going to say the latter match, so I'm not going to say that. Um, the one that stands out to me is Valter versus Ciampa. Um, I, I don't feel like that can be badly done because I'm familiar with them. Um, but I feel like it's underhyped and it probably it hopefully results in Champa doing a little NXT UK run yeah that's uh I'm that that would be really cool because I'm actually probably looking forward to Champa Walter just because I know how both and I have we haven't seen them fight against other right or at least I nope. haven't nope it'd be fun because I think Walter fight and Champa's just Champa we've seen amazing. we've seen Walter kick the crap out of shooting Champa that's about it about it so um i will go wwe though wrestlemania and uh i think you hit the nail uh right on the head there with um bianca belair and things although yes we know it's coming for like a month now and so on i still think we're gonna be like holy shit these women holy nikes shnikes great movie but yeah so i'm saying that as my underhype uh, Banks versus uh, Bellet. Well, I'm going different than all of y'all, and I think you're not going to expect where I'm going because I'm not going to say the underhype of the week is the ladder match. Um, I think that's got a fair amount of hype um, overall and an appropriate amount because I think it's it's an intriguing storyline. I think the underhype of the week is going to be the match that um, has the chance to have the most crap given to it in advance of the match and still be probably a surprisingly good match overall. And that's Big E versus Apollo Crews. Wow. Ooh, I want to hear you two battle this out. Um, I know uh, JLB is going to disagree here on it, but 
these these are two phenomenally talented wrestlers. And I say phenomenally talented about lots of wrestlers, but that's because I mean it when I say it. Uh, Apollo Crews has all the talent in the world. And regardless of uh, what you think of his current uh, Nigerian prince gimmick, um, and the fact that I haven't gotten an email from him about cha- uh, putting some money to the United States is already frustrating. But, uh... <laughs> wow. But... Just like, need to give him your account number, bud. Yeah, I just need to... I need to get... Well, I need the email so I know what email address to send that account number to. You know, he's got got $50,000 that he's going to move into my account, and then I get to keep 25% of it. That's what, the way it works, right? Anyways... He's he's a phenomenally talented wrestler um, and due for a big push one way or another. Big E is a phenomenally talented wrestler and eventually going to be uh, main event caliber, uh, at least in Vince McMahon's eyes. Um, I think this match has all the potential to be that match that afterwards we talk about and we say things like, I don't know why we weren't talking about this match in advance. Uh... Why, how did this match sneak up on us? How is it as good as it is and us not know it was going to be this good? Um, do I think it's going to be match of the week? No. Uh, do I think it's going to be match of the week? No. Do I think it's going to be a match that is a lot better than the hype put it up to be? Yes. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, though, because they both are phenomenally talented. It's just, given with Apollo's character, I don't see it going that route. Just like how I mentioned Seth Rollins. He can't do everything he does when he's a face uh, because he's so limited to doing certain stuff as a heel. So I think that is kind of what happens here as well. And didn't we already see Big E versus Apollo like last month? That was pre-New Gimmick. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's why I think think it's just, again... Is it going to be match of the night or match of the week? No, I will. We will talk about match of the week later and it will not be in my top three. But is it going to be the match that that I feel like we go? I did not expect that to be so good. Yes, 100 percent. Yeah, I don't know. I hope you're right, but I don't know. We will move on to OMG moment of the and this is what I, I debated on even doing this as a predictor because it's really hard to predict that moment that makes us go, oh, my God, uh, because if we can predict it, we probably won't say, oh, my God. Um, but uh, but this is going to be one of those where surprise can play into it. So I know D.A. Fabe had surprise of the week that he wanted to talk about. So that falls under this category. And the name of this category again was what? OMG moment of the week. <sighs> If it's a surprise, it'll make us go OMG. All right, Keith Lee's return. As long as they do it right in a way that makes us say OMG, I think that's... I mean, I think there's a lot of ways they can do it. <clears throat> um, Sorry, I had a frog in my Oh, my gosh. Yeah, him interfering in the in the, in the the uh, WWE title match. <sighs> Gold. Well, and we well, all... Just talk- coming out and immediately challenging to end the night on night one. And we all saw those memes, right? Where they said the Hurst business would comprise of uh, Keith Lee. Uh, I forgot the list now. I don't have it with me. But it was like a new Hurst business. Yeah, Keith Lee, Ricochet, MVP, and Bobby Lashley. Oh, there was a woman, though, too. Oh, um... Medium? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Was it Medium? No. I don't think it was Medium. I can't remember. Um, but... Yeah, there was a woman attached to it. I can't remember who it was, but 
The woman is the toughest one because so far the Hurt Business hasn't included a woman, so it's tough to see them just randomly adding a woman uh, at this point. Not impossible, just kind of tough to imagine. Uh, but but I, I just think Keith Lee coming out and being the one who tries to take up Bob, uh, Bobby Lashley's whoever can take out uh, Drew McIntyre gets a shot at the Hurt Business. I don't know. I think that could be an ODQ. Is it an yeah. is it an ODQ match? What? Is it an ODQ match? No. So I guess you just mean him coming to Raw then, because he can't be showing up on the pay per view. Because if Keith Lee's going to show up, it's going to have to be a meeting. There's no point of him showing up now on Raw. I don't think he goes heel, so I think he comes out and challenges for something. I don't know that we we that I I don't know if he's ready for a heel. Well, I feel like it's still going to be. Unless it's him versus Lashley. Like, Lashley beats uh, McIntyre, and he comes out and faces Lashley, and there you go. He's a face. But I feel like they're still going to want to continue McIntyre, Keith Lee. Yeah, after he's back. He's injured, by the way, right? Okay. Yeah, he's still injured? Well, but in storyline, yes, he's still injured. Oh, but I mean, in general. Yeah, I don't know if he's cleared to come back or not. Hmm. Okay. Again, Bobby Lashley put out the challenge. Anyone who takes out Seth Rollins, right? Doesn't matter whether no, it happens not on Seth Ron. Rollins, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, yeah. Uh, anyone who takes out Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley, uh, uh, Keith Lee could come back at the beginning or sometime in the middle of WrestleMania night one and take out Drew McIntyre, stopping that match from happening. He could even take him out on his way down the ring, right? Uh, stopping that match from happening, instantly setting up Drew McIntyre having a feud with Keith Lee, but Keith Lee getting a shot at the belt, right? Even if it's right then and there. I took out Drew McIntyre, you you made the promise that whoever does that gets a shot at the belt. I want my shot right now. Um, <coughs> do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Would it be an OMG moment if they did it? Yes. Yes. Uh, there are also ways that he could interfere in the match and not cause a DQ, like referee not even noticing it, or referee noticing it and not fucking calling for the bell. Uh, it's not like that hasn't happened recently. You're still sour about that pick, huh? Still am, yeah. <laughs> or referee noticing that somebody's hitting somebody with a toolbox and calling for disqualification in an ODQ match. <laughs> Wouldn't be there. It'd be somewhere else saying, I don't know, on a triple threat. No, that, that's not going to happen. God, I hope they don't ruin that triple threat by doing some type of schmoz. But any other potential OMG moments? Oh, well, okay. Brock Lesnar comes back. Um, that's the one here. I thought Most, you were going to go with. Nope, nope. I, I wanted to make sure to include everybody I could possibly include as, as possible returnees. Um, I do think that we'll get a, uh, a future hall of famer who we, who we already call a future hall of famer. Like there's plenty of future hall of famers on this list, but I think we get a future hall of famer who we call a future hall of famer who shows up in some type of announcement format. Um, whether that's, you know, the rock or Cena or, um, but somebody who's at celebrity status. Oh fun. man, I just realized Hogan and freaking O'Neal, Titus O'Neal as the host of Mania again. Oh, so they're, they're doing it to prove Hogan's not not racist. Look, he's not racist. He hosted with a black guy. That's that's the legit reason. Like they can say that's not the reason. That's the reason. 
You know, I'm almost upset I didn't even mention Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and uh, that probably getting the most underhype because I feel like that match could be crazy good. Again, well, you, you could have your chance because the final category of the night is going to be match of the week. Match of the week. It's going to be good. I didn't say it was going to be match of the week. <laughs> match of the week. It's all you, Fabe. Oh. I'm torn between two. They are both world title matches. Um, I uh, y'all ever had Starburst jelly beans? They're actually really delicious. Sorry, <laughs> Balor versus Cross. That's the one I'm going with. Is Balor versus Cross? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my pick. No. What's uh, I, what is that happening on Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Uh, yeah, Thursday, I believe. Yep. Same night as the uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly one. Which will be the best match, not for gold. But it's unsanctioned, so it doesn't technically happen. And the best sanctioned, not for gold, will be Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. But I just don't see how Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross cannot be match of the fucking week. Um, like, don't get me wrong, Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar is going to be phenomenal. Um, Walter versus Champa is going to be great. Pete Dunne versus Kashida is going to be good. I mean, there's going to be a lot of them there that are going to be up there and make me go, wow. Um, there might even be potential ones, like you said, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro uh, on WrestleMania that might be up there. But I just have a hard time seeing any of them taking that that title away from Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. I, I will say that I think the best match of WrestleMania will be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, probably the best match of WrestleMania. Yes, and you're right. Um, Pete Dunne versus Kushida might be the best match, not for gold. Sang- uh, sanctioned, not for gold. So, no. Um, sorry, I was having a chip. Um, yeah, so NXT, I mean, I'm probably going to have to go with the unsanctioned, but if we don't count the unsanctioned, uh, for me, probably Kushida versus Dunne. Um, but WrestleMania... Like, there's so many promising matches, I feel, though. Obviously, NXT just kind of more takes the cake of just it being crazy consistent. But I... You know what? I want I want the triple threat to surprise me. DB versus Edge versus uh, Roman. Because that matchup they had before, where it was uh, just Edge as the referee, was pretty freaking decent. And I don't know if that's just because the card itself is so shit. Or if it was an actual good match, but I remember really actually being thoroughly entertained. So I feel like that could take the cake. Wrong. <laughs> sure, it okay. sucks to be wrong all the time, huh? No, it does. Just not a good feeling. If if that match is match of the week with all the other matches, if that match takes match of the week, I will literally eat this piece of paper in front of me. This is right here. Now I. <laughs> It's the printout of the Pro Wrestling Scorecards Takeover Stand and Deliver scorecard. I will eat it if that is the well, best match of the week. Looks like I'm getting a webcam so we can do this live. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really confident it's not going to beat out um, like four matches on NXT. <laughs> no, 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 no. For sure. If you're counting NXT, no. Um, I'm not counting NXT because a lot of those matches on NXT are probably going to be far better than anything in Mania. I agree with that. Um, but I'm just kind of going with Mania. The category is Match of the Week, though. Okay, week it's not Match of the Week. 
Right. <laughs> do you do you consider Wednesday and Thursday not part of the week? Inquiring minds need to know. Well, they nope. are the only days of the week that don't end, don't end in Y. Like, why in the hell would you think that's going to be better than most of the matches on NXT? <laughs> Guys, listen. I, I said I'm, and, and Kushida for NXT. I, I'm okay. having a hard time finding more than one match on the NXT card that I think might be worse than that match. Like, um, I'm trying to figure out which one you're saying might be worse. No, I, I, I don't even know if I can find one. I don't know, like, um... Maybe the women's tag match. Maybe the women's tag match. Maybe. But he wouldn't say that because he's an Ember Moon fan. But so only, if, only if Andy Hartwell takes a shit in the middle of the ring. Yeah. I and even then... He will not say that that's worse than that other one because he's a huge Ember Moon mark. Even then, I gotta be honest, if Andy, Andy Hartwell dropped the crowd and took a shit in the middle of the ring... I would put that up for OMG moment of the week. Um, <laughs> or shock factor. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Depending on who's the gauntlet winner, maybe Gargano versus, like... Gargano versus Bronson Reed would be worse. Possibly. Okay, Gargano versus can... Leon Ruff again, maybe. Nothing against Leon Ruff, just we've seen it, so... It's in the gauntlet, though, because we didn't know, right? Is there a surprise even in the gauntlet, or the gauntlet's already been picked up? It's All set. of the members are set in the gauntlet. So no uh-huh. surprise there. I, I was hoping for a surprise or something. I mean, unless there's a la- last-minute scratch, but as of right now, like, um, I mean, Legato Del Fantasma versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus MSK. Nope, that's not going to be worse. So that might be one of the top three. For- uh, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez eh, probably won't be one of the worst. Uh, it does have the possibility because we don't know how Raquel is. Yeah, it, it's got the most questions. Eh? It could it could easily be Dakota turns on Raquel in that match. Yeah, could be. You took my title shot. Kind of but but I don't think that would make it worse. Still. No, no, nope, I don't. I... I'm I'm fairly confident I will not need any ketchup for this piece of paper. <laughs> I think that JLB should also make the same guarantee, and then we can watch it on television. And we will record that specifically That's for right, our JLB. Go to ProWrestlingScorecard.com <laughs> and print out the takeover, stand and deliver. Two pages, but I'll let you only print out one or the other. That's fine. And if oh, Edge I, versus I, I Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan is not the best match of the week, you have to eat the paint. Yeah, not agreeing to this. (laughs) (laughs) That's my middle name. Chicken. Nobody, but nobody calls me Chicken. Who was that from? If you don't recognize that, I, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Well, it was nice being friends with you for this long. <laughs> Back nah, to the you guys have never future. met face to face. Oh, yes. You're like internet boyfriends. You've never met face to face. You guys are okay. <laughs> we tender matched. <laughs> Jesus. Or, or was it Grinder? <laughs> You'll never know. Find out next week on Raw Noter WVU. So, uh, Fabe and I have a former boss that uh, once got convinced to download Grinder because a co-worker told him it was a uh, hot new social networking app. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to have to give me the deets afterwards because I don't <laughs> know about this. 
uh, he sh- shares the name with the famous star. Got nothing. We'll say famous from like I don't know the forties and fifties. That's as far as I'll go. You'll tell me after after the call's over. You'll get it figured out. I have confidence in. Anyways, but on that note, I think we've made it through all of our predictions. So we will see in seven days whether any of those predictions come true. Well, not even. Some well, of them we, will find out before then. But we won't know for certain that they're true until in WrestleMania. Like, worst moment, we won't know which one of those is until in WrestleMania. Best well, match of the week. We very well might see on Wednesday or Thursday, but we won't know for certain that it's the best match of the week until... You see the Brian Edge and Roman match. Yeah. And then we will know for certain that the NXT match was best match. Honestly, OMG moment is going to be uh, probably after WrestleMania when it's the Broken Skull session with Chris Jericho. That that announcement was the OMG moment of last week. That's very true. Well done for doing it on April Fools as well, and yeah. then be like, bam, not an April Fools joke. And fucking believe it until they were still talking about it the next day. <laughs> I told you I don't believe anything on April Fools Day. Uh, because I, I well, my favorite comedian of all time died on April Fool's Day, and I didn't believe it until the next day when they were still reporting it, because that's that's such a fucking comedian thing to do. Right. I mean, I saw, like, Jim Cornette was all elite. I saw that. Brock Lesnar was all elite. I was like, oh, man, what's going on here? Huh. Anywho's on that note, we will wrap things up. We will see in a week how close we were with any of these. Um, if you are a fan of this show, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to it on any pad- podcast platform. You're going to have that ability to subscribe or like it or become a fan or whatever they word it as. That way you get notified when we post new episodes right away. Uh, share it on your social media so other people can um, know about it and become fans as well. And follow us on our social medias. You can follow me on pretty much any of the social media at Raw and Order W. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And JLB is always available at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand. Haven't done anything in a hot minute because school and Easter, but uh, I'll get back on it. But that's Real Talk Radio 8 on Twitter, anchor.fm slash RTR. Back to you. Make sure to head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. Uh, support us there. Or if you'd like to, you can buy merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. You can find links to those in the doobly doos as well as links to all of our social medias down there. But on that note, uh, we will wrap things up. Thanks for listening, and we will see you soon. Mm-hmm.